That was it. Different setup. Different setup. We're uh, we're without Kyle. Yes. Kyle has a career uh, as opposed to this, <laughs> where he just laughs at us for an hour. Well, we're at your house. We're at um, yeah. We're at, we're it's in my living quite room. Quite cozy, isn't it? Nice. I love it. I don't know what what changed, but the the flow is better. Well, we we literally we bought new furniture. Yeah. And um, because our old furniture. I never knew I wanted matching couches until the I got uh, at the Salvation Army got matching couches. Oh my couch, god! Couch, love seat, match, chair, different, and they were just we had gotten them at the Salvation Army, and this is the first. The chair looks like a cousin of the couch, right? Well, that's it, and it works real nice, and it's not that '50s style because yeah. this house is 1951. Yeah. And Andy wants to do the whole thing in 1950 style, but he also wants to blow oh, okay. out the kitchen so that we could seat more than two people in it. Oh, and an open concept like like uh, Chip and Joanna on HGTV. <laughs> he do- I don't. That's what he wants. Is that it's what he wants for pure entertainment purposes? Well, He'd be the first person to actually have entertainment in uh, and parties an after they blew out their kitchen. I don't think anyone else does. <laughs> I think it's a. It's a fantasy. They're uh, they're that they're going to entertain. Yeah, that they're there's they're serving to people who want to. They wish they led certain lives, right? And they don't. Or, and I'm talking about me. And <laughs> 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 what we are doing is tomorrow we were going to have D and D, and there's six of us, mm-hmm. and it's too many for this house. Yeah, and so this uh, this table, this coffee table, uh, goes up. And then it oh, unfolds yeah. and turns and becomes a giant table. Right. And so we had to cancel um, D&D because one of his game designer buddies is in crunch time. So has to work all weekend. Oh, and okay. it's a 90-hour week. So, um, But the um, we're just going to have board games. So, of course, you're welcome to come over and play board games. And you're welcome to not. I will take the second option. <laughs> Of not doing it. Uh, oh, good. My son's going to get a bike. He wants to bike to school. Okay. And so we're going to go, some guy, some guy's selling a mountain bike for like 125 bucks. So. Oh, nice. So a mountain bike. And he's has he ever had a bike? A long time ago. And like he's, when he, he learned to ride? his friend's bike. So he's like, I'm cool. Oh, cool. I know what I'm doing. I know. Uh, I know what I'm doing. And it's cutting out in my phone. Is it? Yeah. It's, is that okay? It's uh, the one. This is the most expensive setup in the whole wide world. Uh-huh. This piece. Uh, didn't spend enough money on it. It's 11 cents. Oh. Uh, it's still recording, okay. but it's whatever. Uh, so that's what I'm doing tomorrow. Okay. And, uh, and I have just spent two weeks running errands for um, for the children <laughs> stuck under the ghost of Christmas presents oh. fucking robes, mm-hmm. which is my mom and my son. Just she, find, she was on some medication that she couldn't get, and the okay. result of her not being on it for like five days was horrific diarrhea. Oh my god! And horrific whining because she was unable to do anything, and because that's her personality, right? That's because she's also a pill. But uh, but the thing is, is she couldn't get, and that's bananas. It was awful. And And is she got them now? I had we did. So I I had one night where so I got a carpool going for water polo, so I can my son could have like a normal semi normal life, right? Comedian mother with other (laughs) yes. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to, what was it? I had, I had to, uh, 
pick up uh, pick up drugs from my mother yep run to the haha do a set then run out to south pasadena to pick up my son and the other kid in the carpool and mm-hmm. then bring him back mm-hmm. and it was it everything had to work on time and i was really fucking stressed out about it when i first moved here mm-hmm. back in the 12th century right it was 96 or 97 i can never remember yes but the thing is is the haha club was at that place where it was a marquee on langersham it just moved a couple doors down it's, it just moved a little bit down it's nice. and and it's um I don't, I can't imagine it is. It uh, is. I just had a set there last night that was fun. You had a fun set there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's fun. All right. And the thing is, is I, I don't know why I'm such a fucking snob. Except I don't know they either. Were, because they were mean to me. That's why when I first moved here. They were fucking assholes. And so that I. That might, is that an Armenian thing? It might be. Did you see what Augie posted about me today? No. He was at the zoo and he found my new, uh, my new nickname, which is, uh, they were at the Armenian Viper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking at some snake and it's called the Armenian Viper. Well, because Terry and Jack are Armenian. Maybe, maybe are your they, family. Are they the dis- people who owned? Disrespected their family back in the old country. Oh, no. You have no. to consider that stuff. Uh, I think that your people hold on to grudges. My people haven't been my people for over a hundred. <laughs> years so we've melted mm-hmm. and that might have been why he was pissy at me but uh oh, have they always owned it as far as i know i thought it was owned by italians i don't know why. no uh-uh. but uh we're immigrant heavy in los angeles you guys uh so i have a set tonight at um the laugh factory fancy where fine. will you park dude fine first i'm at the i'm at uh jetpack at bar lubich oh and i'm gonna go up early right nice. after this and then i have a 10 10 at the hollywood laugh factory oh there you go so it's gonna be you know pretty stuff i know that works mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i can kill right over the laugh factory yeah for sure. but i feel like i can be a little have a little more fun at, at bar, uh, bar lubich yeah, yeah. lubich lubich what did you say lubitz yeah i always say lubitz okay is it with a ch yeah, oh, it's it. bitch. It's Lou bitch. <laughs> it's a bitch. Yeah. And uh, I usually call it Bar Lube. Uh, I think I'm doing the pleasure chest uh, n- next week. Nice I'm, segue from Bar Lube to the pleasure chest. That's why. What that's what say. made me think of it. Sure. And uh, so <laughs> you seem tired. Um, <laughs> I do. I, I, I am. I'm I'm like, I've my life has been, you know, like you have little windows of opportunity to sort of relax. Yeah. All of them were filled with things to do. This is like two weeks worth of stuff. Two weeks of no and I'm down. Like, I'm like, finally her fucking diarrhea is gone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. my kids, whatever. That's a know, life. To, he's living. There's some it goes up and down. I get an email like a, you never want like a three paragraph email from a teacher. No, you do not. So then, so I get home on like Wednesday I, I and I say to my kid, Go, we're going on a walk. And we, we walked for like an hour. We had a, we Long had a, talk. a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have a family meeting, but we got to do it meeting. away from your, our mother. Yeah. And yes. then I, I suggested that he, that he was ruder to female teachers. And I said, you might want to look and see if you're being sexist. And mm-hmm. he... While claiming he can't do math, within seconds it figured out the percentages of female teachers to male teachers and that it wasn't any higher that the, oh his rudeness was was very egalitarian. Yes, it was exact yeah, and, and it was it it, it it tracked with the percentages of teachers. And he's like, I was rude to Mr. Lewin in fifth grade and that's a guy, <laughs> but he figured out it was like fourteen percent versus, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pretty quickly. Yeah, well good for Good for him for knowing his uh, jackass ratio. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you might want to get it together anyway. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I had uh, uh, a lot of drama in my life mm-hmm. in Chicago. Yes. I did eight shows. Uh, four 
at Zany's Rosemont and mm-hmm. four at Zany's Old Town. Right. And um, interesting, you know, you could tell that Bert has been in the business for 10 years longer than I have because he's crafty. <laughs> He's fucking crafty. To <laughs> He's get the me to, owner of Zanies. Uh, he he is part owner. Yeah. And then there's other people that are owners. Okay. And there's all these. There's a lot of drama. St. Charles just closed. I know. They run it real old school, and but they don't. They don't have a check drop, which is pretty new school, and I love. Right. Well, that's. I don't think they have had a, a check drop in decades. Ever? I don't. I think that they've oh, always wow. been. They might have been on the forefront of that. So that's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but they do that thing where they have. Um, one comic uh, host for the whole month. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a local... A, yeah. Like a local headliner local or a local or anybody. Something. Yeah. And um, I don't know what I would do with that space. Like if... if You know, the two guys who did it this time, it was Vince mm-hmm. uh, Moranto. Yes. And then uh, Kevin Naughton. Okay. Kevin Naughton, uh, who I featured for in Tulsa back in the 90s. Oh, wow. And, but they're both Chicago comic based. Yeah. And if they can work a month, and they were doing essentially a month and a month and a month, so they didn't have to drive yeah, out of Chicago to do road work yeah, uh, for the worst months of driving. That's great. Yeah. So that's why I, that's why one would do it, right? right? Mm-hmm. And, um, but you have 10 minutes. You have to make sure everybody knows about, you know, the raffle and the and bathrooms and right. the whole thing. But then you have a chance to work on, if you want, new stuff. Sure. Or just do crowd work. And riffing. Mm-hmm. And I think you you could get sucked into just doing riffing sets where you're like stock lines, where you're from. Yeah. You're just in town for supplies. You know, the old that, Scott Edwards method at Laughs Unlimited. Did you yeah. ever work Laughs Unlimited in Chicago? No, I, mean, I no, Sorry, uh, in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yeah, in yeah, Old yeah. Sac, the worst name of any part of any town. Jackie, you've said that before, <laughs> and I'm angry again. It's, best. it's so it's gross. A great name. I and never. It never crossed my mind that it was gross till you brought it up. <laughs> and let me say, I, I got all kinds of weird memories about Scott and his weird club and Citrus Heights as well. Yeah, yeah, but Scott would do the same fifteen minutes up front. For he did it for like a decade and a half, and he didn't want to be a comic. He just wanted to host his show at the club he owned. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, I did it. I think one time. Mm-hmm. I only did it once and I was featuring. So it must have been late 90s, early 2000s uh, because I was still featuring around here. And it was for an up close magician. Do you remember how that, clo- that yes. room looked? Yeah. It's it was not, long. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> it was not a... deep and dumb yeah. to stick right. an up close magician. Were you in the in new it. laughs and limited or the old laughs? I don't know. The it original was... one was like down an alley and it was really low ceilings. And the, then they moved to like a warehouse. Did you, was it a big, tall ceilings? It was a little vaulted. Yeah, maybe. So you're in the, you're in the second room. Uh, The The first room room Because it went on a, it went on a business and then I think it restarted again. Well, it's it's happening now. The first room was a kill zone. Like you can't even imagine. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Murder. Meaning that it went well. Murder central. Yes. I mean, no one, everyone crushed it. It, yeah, Old Town Scott was crushed with the same fifteen minutes for every week, a decade. Yeah, for a decade. <laughs> yeah, something about it was fucking magical. Oh, that's. And then when it moved to the new location, it wasn't. It was just another room. Right. So here's what happened first in Chicago. Uh, I asked. Uh, it was before I realized that nobody else is asking if they can bring features. Everyone is just telling the club, "Hey, I'm oh, okay. bringing a feature." Okay. So I asked. They said no. 
So then I called my buddy, Robert Jenkins, and I said, are you working for Bert in Chicago these days? And he's like, yeah, I'm in with him. And I said, and I believe I said, can you call him? And no. <laughs> yeah, completely wrong. Oh, all no. me. So I said, did you, uh, can you call him and get in and work for me that weekend? And what Robert Jenkins heard was, do you want to work for me that weekend? With oh. me that week. So I didn't organize it. He did not organize okay. it. We showed up. They had a different feature. Okay. And so. Was um, the feature local? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but he, uh, Vince Is was Jenkins telling me. local? No, he's Detroit. Oh. So he came and he was staying with, he went to law school in Chicago. So he was staying with some buddies from law school. Okay. And so um, I was like, I am so sorry. And Robert was like, uh, he often does split, uh, split feature weeks. Maybe we can do that. And it turns out that's what was happening over at Old Town split. Uh, but I guess. What do you mean split? Where they each do tens. Oh, I see. Ten okay. or fifteens, right? Okay. So they split the feature. And um but the manager called Bert or somebody called somebody and they said Robert couldn't do it. But he could do a set that night, but that was it. And um and I was like, Okay. And so I paid Robert uh for the week. Oh, and oh, um, hold on. Let me just get sick to my stomach for a second. <laughs> well, and it was very funny because Todd Johnson oh was the uh, was the guy who was featuring, right? And um, and Vince was there, but Vince walked out when uh, when and whatever, whenever it was a story about um, me headlining anywhere or other headliners besides him telling a story about headliners. He had, it was such a weird vibe. What? Okay, it doesn't matter. All right, it was thank fine. You. And um, but. Both dad was like, I have worked with headliners who have never paid, you know, the the problem. You know, they've made a mistake and they're like, oh, shit, shit happens. And I was like, yeah, me too. A bunch of times. And you end up eating the money. And I don't want to be that headliner. Right, right, right. right? Mm -hmm. Who wants to fucking be that headliner? Exactly. You you don't get to this point where you get to be the headliner and then turn into the fucking monster that Mm -hmm. you hated. Uh, I remember Bill Bauer... Uh, making me drive four hours in my car, no gas. And we came back the same night cause, uh, because they wouldn't give me a hotel room. And he paid me $50. Wow. It was a bad, it was a bad gig. It was a yeah. bad deal. Uh, he asked me to do it again. And I was like, no, I'm good. He didn't give you gas money? No gas money and just 50 bucks that I got for doing the set. Ooh. Yeah. And he insisted I drive. Oh, he was my like, God. Because he was like, oh, I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> Well, Jackie, you'd have to tap into his social security to pay you. Now, come on, that's He's not on fair. a fixed income. I don't know if you know this. My favorite was are people who are on a fixed income, but that income is enormous. And they say, I'm on a fixed income. It's fixed by my grandpa, Baron Hilton. <laughs> exactly. And um, so that Wednesday was uh, was outstanding. It okay. was a uh, set went really well. Thursday did not go well. Uh, Friday, two shows. Uh Killed just just fine. Rosemont, Rosemont okay. still. A Saturday, three shows destroyed all three shows. Awesome. Quite honestly, it was every show where there was not someone who had purposefully come to ruin the night for me and two hundred and thirty other people uh, went very well. And the new hour went well. And I've been I've been trying to figure out what to open with and stuff like this. Yeah. But on Thursday night, um, a woman came, and I don't. I don't blame the, the, the manager of the club is a young man, uh, 
you know, and, and he's in it for a little while, but it's a, it's a weird time we live in it, and it's a weird experience. He, a, a woman showed up, and she was wearing a, a Make America Great hat, a mega hat. Can I tell you something? Mm-hmm. A story I read on Twitter, somebody said that their, their father was dying, mm-hmm. and the father was a liberal, and one, his brother, the father's son, was conservative, and he showed up wearing a MAGA hat uh, on, uh, his, on father's his deathbed, deathbed just to piss him off. And he's like, I'll never, I'll never forget that about my brother. And yeah. I think it's a thing of I want to piss off these snowflakes. That's what half some of these votes are about. It was her but birthday. I mean, yeah, but I mean, for her, it's I. Yeah, I want to piss you off. I want to piss you off, and I want to ruin the night for the rest of the audience. So she, what? Here's the thing. So her boyfriend or husband or whatever. She looked like she was probably that that super tight sixty. Like, you know, like super wrinkly, uh-huh. but skinny and yeah. fucking tight. Right. And she, her boyfriend or husband or whoever, dad, could have been anyone because he looked horribly old. He looked like Leonid Brezhnev. Wow. And I don't know why that guy got a slot in my brain. I can picture <laughs> fucking Leonid Brezhnev. He's very... He, distinctive. We thought he was going to kill us in the uh, when we were growing up. Right, right. So very, very Story, memorable. Former premier of the Soviet Union. Yes. And so... I guess the I found out later from from Dan, the manager, that he had bought the tickets for her for her birthday, mm-hmm. and then he sat just silently glaring at me the whole time. She sat, and they sat front row center, Ugh. and she whispered at me the whole during the set. So like what? Like like she was just I couldn't hear most of it, but she was like, "How's it going? How's it going? What? How's it going? Smirking and whispering and glaring at me. That's weird. It's fucking creepy." That's incredibly creepy. So it's it was, not it's not like tagging jokes or just trying to Nope. Wow. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Like fucking staring at what me the, the whole fuck? It was creep factor. She sounds insane. She was fucking nuts. She was out of her goddamn mind and he was out and he then they were so mean and nobody else could hear him. And so I, you know, the next day I was uh, I went in early to make sure it didn't happen again, right? right. I was like Kathleen Madigan said, there should be a sign up that says, no signs, no hats. Yeah. And Dan wouldn't put it up. He was like, I'm not doing it. I was like, this isn't a fucking rally. Yeah. If someone comes in wearing a Black Lives Matter poster board, I don't want them in the front row either. Right? I'm trying to just, this is a theater experience. Yes. It's just, it's a business. The audience is not the star of the show. You sit in the darkness and watch us shine. That's your fucking job. That's the whole job. That's what you came for. Right. And so I, and I asked her, I said, did you know that you were coming to see me? And she said, yes. And I was like, oh. So you were on stage when you were asking this? Yeah. Okay. And, and so there was also, by the way, there were 60, maybe even a hundred of a football club that had come for a fundraiser that Vince had to do. And so they lost their fucking minds because they couldn't hear what she was saying. All they saw was me attacking her. Okay. And then so one of those dudes, some dude bro, uh, was like, he would not, like three or four minutes into me trying to talk around this woman and talk, you know, because the thing is, is so you address it and then you go back to the audience and you try to do your bits and then you hear her talking to you again and you're like, I can't fucking think. And so I guess we're talking to you again. And then, so they just saw you talking to somebody in a MAGA hat and mm-hmm. looking like you were being aggressive. And uh, eventually, super aggressive. The next day, Dan said, "Did you?" <laughs> he's because uh, Dan was like, "So I've been I've been on the phone all day long." Oh fuck! This means 
because I walk 60 people. So the football me, people. Tell me how that happened. Okay, so, uh, but I will tell you this first, is okay. that, because uh, he was, you know, he was like, I had to talk to people all day long, which might be three calls. But whatever it was, it was a horrible day for him, right? Right. It's a fucking, he's like, we got a one-star Yelp review. And I found out Sam Morrill, who was the, the Old Town comic that yeah. week, he posted his trip advisor. Yeah. Because uh, he had a mega fuck in Naples, Florida. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. And yeah. uh, so, um I was like, I'm never reading that Yelp review, and I don't care. But I felt bad for Dan for having to trash it, but I walked into his office, and he had had a shitty day. I was still scared from the night before and still in a shitty mood from that because yeah. the only thing that fits is a bad set is a good set. Right. So I walk in, and Dan goes, sit down, in that tone of voice, and then goes, please. So I get defensive. He gets defensive. We're both defensive. And then we bring it back down right. to normal levels because we're both adults. Right. And we get it. And he knew he got what I was getting and what, you know, what I lived through. But at one point he goes, did you call her a Nazi cunt? <laughs> and I said, not initially and not, and not, not all initially. at once. Not all at once. I literally, I said to <laughs> not her. Not in that order. And not in that order. Because I said to her at one point, have you always been a Nazi? And she said, yes. Huh. And at which point, gloves are off. We're done. If you're yeah. a fucking Nazi, I don't know how to talk to you around you. And terrif- I was terrified. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't scare particularly easy. But I literally thought they were going to pull out a gun and murder me. And I told Dan that and Dan said, with that sign on the door that says no guns. <laughs> and I was like, that is very funny. And um, so anyway, so I get up. The feature, you know, before the feature gets up, I say to him, hey, if you can walk her, that'd be great. Not realizing she is not going to be walked. Yeah. Not, she has to be removed. I did hear later, somebody told me a great story about Roger Feeney. Yeah. Ann Arbor. Yeah. Is that he once picked up a woman's purse uh-huh. and walked out of the room with it. And she followed. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and you're out of the room. Good for <laughs> you. And it was awesome. So anyway, so I uh, he gets up. He ruins her set. I don't think, I don't know if he was talking to her or if he was just whatever. He has a hard set, but he's only doing 20. So wait, he gets so off. she's, she, she, ta- she's talking to him as well. I don't know, but she got up several times so that the light was on her hat several times. Okay. And so it's she gets up. distracting. Right. Well, when she, when, she, when, when Vince was getting ready to, or she gets up, walks out of the room, walks in right as I'm starting mm-hmm. and sits down. Uh, and then starts whispering and saying shit and smart smirking and I'm like, all right, you're wearing a fucking hat, good for you, and um, and I tried to do stuff and then she's doing all this shit and so then we get into it a little bit and then the guy from the football club starts yelling, ignore her, ignore her, just fucking do your act, just do comedy, just do comedy, just ignore, oh, literally God. screaming it and I was like, oh, dude, I don't God. know if you understand, uh, this is uh, how the show goes. Is I'm going to try to do that, and then I said to, <laughs> I said to him, did you know that you were coming to see me tonight? And he was like, no. And I said, you do that a lot, go to see bands and say, I hope it's ska or whatever fucking thing, mm-hmm. and uh, g- trying to get out of it. And he, not realizing that that was me trying to get out of it, mm-hmm. was like, you're just not ignoring her. You fuck, you gotta fucking. And so he's just giving me a lot of advice. Oh fuck. And he wouldn't stop it. And nobody from the club shut him up either. Mm. So he leaves with 60 of his closest friends and, uh, dude, that feels awful. Well, what really felt awful was after the show, I go to the merch table. There's finally a, there's a, there's a guard dude. There's a door guy standing with me 
And Brezhnev and the Nazi lady mm-hmm. are, she comes and stands right in my face. Right in my, and I was like, okay, you should probably leave. And she's just smirking and going, hmm. shaking her head. And the dude isn't doing it. And I was like, can you get her out of here? And he goes, I can't. The door guy. And I was like, okay. And then, uh, then I laid hands on because she backed ah, me. What? Yeah, Wait. she backed me into Leonid Brezhnev. Ah. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> she backs me into Leonid Brezhnev and I'm terrified. I'm still scared. Yeah. Not happy about it. Not happy that they're, and then, so, and the next day Dan was like, well, they want to see the, the videotapes. They want to see the security footage. And I was like, please show them the security footage. First of all, there's no fucking security footage at Rosemont Zanies. Oh my if there God. is, there's Jackie, a video of a the nightmare door. Peop- These are awful people. They're terrible. Terrible people. Fuck. And I, so, but as soon as I touched him, I said to myself, oh, and now the door guy jumps in. And I was like, oh no, no, I know it's over now. And I go and I hide in the green room. And then I sold $200 worth of merch when I came back out. <laughs> oh my God. Because, and everyone who stayed hugged me. Oh. <laughs> and a, a good dozen people came the next night and on, on the weekend. No. Yeah, to see it again. Because they wanted to see my act. Wow. They wanted to see me do stand-up comedy. Wow. Yeah. So um, it was it was a fucking shit show, yes. obviously. That sounds uh, horrific. The people leaving is the worst, right? So No. It's not? <laughs> no. It's worse than the people who stayed. Yeah. The terrifying people who stayed. It is very bad when people leave. I agree. You're yes. correct. <laughs> How many people have you walked? Um, I don't know. I haven't had a mass, but here's the thing that can happen at any time in your life. Mm-hmm. You're never safe from that. Nope. You know? No. And then, God. and it's nice if the, if the, if the club, you know, and the thing is, is it was chaos. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't call Charlie on this. It sounds uh, like a tough one to manage. And you, it, yeah, I just like, here's the thing is there's uh they should probably what what Dan told me is that um, because the football club was furious as well, mm-hmm. they were like she did this thing where she couldn't control the room, and I was like, oh yeah, is that my job to control the room mm-hmm. if they just start shouting shit? Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, you guys, Nick DePaulo is coming here next month. Knock yourself <laughs> out. <laughs> and <laughs> and so what I mean, what this woman, what this couple did. Was they looked up who was playing at all the different clubs and decided to come to see me. It's just a little too close to Skokie for me, Rosemont. And uh, I'm good. <laughs> Remember the Nazis in Skokie? Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Um, that really sucks. But it, Kathleen Madigan has a great idea where you should not be allowed to wear any sort of political hats. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't need to. And even thing, a shirt could be kind of covered or whatever. Yeah, you know, but a hat is like you're blocking someone's view a little bit. Anyway, so, and people will notice it, especially a MAGA hat. It's such a well, it's it's polarizing, so and you know yeah, that it's very it's, polarizing. You're, are you are you here to see the show, or did you want to be the show? Yeah, because if you want to be wanna, the, so, whenever anyone wears a MAGA hat outside a rally, they want to be the show. They want right. to get yelled at on an airplane. They want yeah. They want to piss off somebody. So, right. Yeah. I was wearing my Wisconsin Badgers hat and uh, uh, t- posted some sort of selfie about it. And uh, not that, not that, oh, I just bought it. And mm-hmm. someone said, yeah, Pardo said that red hats are ruined. And I noticed after that was posted that people were kind of 
a little jerky around me. Red hats are, are they've been they've been affected. Yeah, they have. <laughs> they have been affected in life. Hey, um, why don't we do a break? Okay. And then we'll come back and do comic of the week. Okay. Hey, Jay Keith. Hey, Helen. I hear you have a true-false quiz you want me to finish. I do. Here we begin. We host a trivia game show podcast on the Max Fun Network called Go Fact Yourself. True. Correct. The show is all about celebrity guests answering trivia questions about things Jay Keith enjoys. False. We sometimes don't talk about baseball or cats. Thank God. It's questions about things they enjoy. Next, we bring on surprise experts every episode. True. Correct. Final question. It's just the two of us sitting alone with these guests. False. Correct. We have a live audience at the Angel City Brewery. See? You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month. And if you don't listen, you can go fact yourself. True. Okay. So comic of the week is this woman I saw maybe like two months ago or something. I forget. But I saw her flappers. Her yeah. name's Brooklyn Jones. Yeah. Very funny. And it made she made you laugh. You remembered her name, but you can't find her on the internet. Yeah, I couldn't find her on Twitter, but maybe we'll try to find it before we put this up. But yeah, I, maybe was, Kyle can help. Yeah, maybe she's got some name that's nothing remotely like Brooklyn Jones on Twitter. <laughs> right, right. But um she, I was yeah. updating the Jackie and Lori show on WordPress. Oh, okay, great. And putting all the, and I had to go look up, and everybody's handle is something that is not their name. Well, I, Annie Lori 16, am right? appalled. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, but uh, she's very funny, Brooklyn Jones. Right, Brooklyn Jones, do yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so, and did you get the email from Max Fun that we're going to have to do an extra show? For, get for to the, do an extra show. We get to do an extra show. <laughs> oh fine now get positive and uh so i'm going to indiana this week with maria oh cool uh doing probably eight shows at the helium indiana brand new kind of brand new indianapolis helium cool did it used to be in a a different club might have been at crackers i don't know i've never been crackers close I the downtown one, the downtown one closed, and then I think she reopened a downtown one. Yeah, but then they might. I'm pretty sure Broad Ripple is still there. Yeah, I still send her my avails. I don't get anything though. I never. She hey. never. I never. We never connected. I worked uh, one liners. Did you ever one liners for Dave Wilson? No, but I love the fact that it's called one liners. Oh, what was even better? So he he's an Indianapolis comic. And okay. He used to be on Bob and Tom a lot, and then he had his own radio show. And so he hosted a lot of the shows and uh, the, I have no idea who's I, the, the club, it was part of a complex. Yeah. So there's, but it's all one story complex. But um, so above the club is the, the roof has a plane halfway in the club, like the plane had crashed into the comedy club. Oh, like the fries. Oh, like, is it? No, no. Um, Fry. Uh, Fry's Electronics at all their different stores. It's, it's they nothing. do? Yeah, they, ha- they they do a theme where uh, the one over in Burbank yeah. has a UFO crashed into the front. Okay, room. well, a anyway. plane crashed into a, a club. Did it really? After 9-11, probably not the best <laughs> joke. But whatever. But you know what? It was a fun room. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but uh, however, that's the answer to every gig that you've ever gotten. It's weird, but it's a fun room. I would do it again. <laughs> I would totally do it again. It closed, but um, but Green uh, Greenwood is Greenwood, Indiana, and that, that's I guess the home of the Klan. That's where the Klan started. Yeah, or a version of. I mean, it feels like seventy Southern cities say that's where the Klan started. Who well, supposedly, exactly, yeah, but uh, um, but supposedly in Indiana, in Indiana. between Indianapolis and Bloomington. Oh, that's it. That's where um, 
that's where the clan started. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That uh, I. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I've got uh, a bunch of new merch. <laughs> so yeah, I also did Throckmorton this week, um, and that was uh, that was really fun. San Francisco, Bay Area, in San Francisco, Low and Valley. I'm and so the week after Indianapolis, so I'm place, doing the punchline. Right, that's the place um, uh, Robin Williams used to go hang yep. out all the time. And Mort Saul still does. Was and he there? No, no one. And, and Dana Carvey. Lives around there too, yeah. And so they all hung out there all the time, and now they still hang out there a little. Is but uh, Mark Pitt hosted the night that I was there? That's so crazy! It I've is known Mark my entire comedy career. I, I'm sure he Bay Area fixture. Yeah, he he had a he was like on the morning show, Channel Two Morning Show for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, so he was always able to you know draw people you know because he was like a local TV star, right? Well, you know I'm doing Punchline the week after next. In San yeah, Francisco. Oh, nice. But they canceled my Wednesday. Oh. Because Michelle Wolf is doing Cobbs Thursday, oh. Friday, Saturday. Okay. But she also wanted a Tuesday and a Wednesday. Oh. And I don't know why she didn't just go to Cobbs well, for Tuesday and Wednesday. Wouldn't you rather work the punchline? Always. Yes. It's but such the a small, old Cobbs, perfect room. The old Cobbs was even smaller and more perfect. The old Cobbs was heaven. Yeah. How do these old rooms were heaven? Old ass Laughs Unlimited was heaven. <laughs> old Cobbs was heaven. Yeah. But current, like the current Vermont room is heaven. Total heaven. And uh, the current heaven. Bloomington, I'm going to Bloomington in a couple of months and yes. that is heaven. Yes. I wish it had a better place to sell merch, but that's not the point. The point is the comedy. You know what? Jackie. Part of heaven is... Sometimes you don't to get to sell merch. You know what? <laughs> right. That's what you do in purgatory. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. to sell merch to pay your for your life. Right. Heaven, and it's all expenses included. All all expenses <laughs> paid. I had to cancel my Bloomington when I had my aneurysm. So oh, did you? Are you going back? It yet. I haven't. You know, okay. I have like these limited weeks that apparently. That's right. Nobody wants. And then we will not mention the name of the club that I told you was booking. Yeah. And then... Um, I asked him for a raise, and then he gave you a bigger raise. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you t- you said it was it's somebody that that texts, yeah. And they they book by text mm-hmm. once a year, yep. And they they do it in like five minutes, right? Yep. So you're like, I just I just got a text from this guy, so he's booking, he's booking. right now. So and you got a week, so I I texted him and. We, and then you came back and you were like, what did he give you? And I said, I asked for a raise and I told you. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, he offered me a little bit more than that. No, I told you. I told you my money first. Oh, that's right. You told me your money first. And I was like, God damn it. I had asked for a raise. <laughs> and he only, and he, you know, it's close. Very and, close. But it's the whole. Jackie, don't be so competitive. It's very unbecoming. <laughs> Just because I won this one doesn't mean I'll win all of them. Right. Right. How could you? <laughs> and, um, and I, oh, and I rebooked the Livermore wine thing with uh, oh, brian cool. yeah so, wait you already did it and you're doing it again no no it got it got uh it got i canceled. had to cancel it okay and so kira sultanovich was gonna do it and then it got okay. canceled and then so he rebooked both kira and i is it the same winery no that winery is closing i guess no either that or it's the the stand-up is closing there oh it's such a beautiful winery yeah oh he's got God, 10 wineries cl- this this one guy that guy yeah oh all right you're fine okay yeah do you like well, wine, by the way? No. Okay. I mean, it's fine. I don't dislike it. Right, I don't right. have it that much. This sort of non-alcoholic response to booze is always fascinating for me. <laughs> anyway, but good for you. I was worried because I put CBD oil all over my knees. I'm like, oh, I hope this is okay for Jackie. I smell like <laughs> hemp at her house. Oh, my gosh. I did a set the other night at La Cuevita 
You know that uh, Highland Park, it's called Rod Stewart Lives? Right. Yeah, or Rod yeah, yeah. Stewart Live? Live. Not yeah. Lives. Live. <laughs> <laughs> is Rod Stewart still alive? He is. And one of his albums is Rod Stewart Live. Okay. And I have this to say. I did a dork for us today with um, Sarah Mowry. Do you mm-hmm. know? remember her? comic anyway so uh jackie i swear to god if you do this to me ever again i'm gonna strangle you okay well that's how i'll Here's die what you do. i probably know sarah mowry but i can't picture her right now neither could i she and she can't picture anyone but don't she worry was just about at your house yeah i can sort of picture her here's what you gotta do you go hey i did a thing with sarah mowry and if i if i go hey oh yeah uh Okay. Then I'm in. Do if I'm like not, that. I'm like trying to remember and the, trying to figure oh, it out. Order of putting out the name. Don't Is that ask what I'm doing? me. Don't ask me. I you make me look like an asshole. This is the third fucking week in a row. Out God. the name of a comic. You would like it done in a certain <laughs> order. Yes. All right. Note it. <laughs> I can't match everyone's names to their faces off the top of my head. Oh, are you kidding me? I have Leonid I got Brezhnev in mine. Yes. That's what I've got. Be- it, yeah, he takes up a lot of space. He has a big head. Uh, so, <laughs> but where I am, we did Fleetwood Mac today, speaking of not remembering things, and she told me that uh, Stevie Nicks is the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac, one of the lead singers. You didn't and, know that? No, no, I did Christine not know. Christine McVie. Uh, is, a, is a piano player for them. Well, now, yeah, but they sing together. And then some guy named Lindsay... And Lindsay then a guy Buckingham. named Tom, and then a guy Tom, named Mick. I don't know. Mick, uh, Mick Fleetwood. Sure. And uh, so I learned a bunch about Fleetwood Mac today, and um, but it was one of those situations where I did not know um, people's names. So don't don't sweat it. I didn't know that Stevie Nicks was in Fleetwood Mac. That's I, I don't know what to, to make of that. Well, like I, if you were twenty eight, I'd be like, oh, she's how can they know all that stuff? Sarah Mowry's 28. There's They're no, all into this music. That just, no all this music does is remind me that I can't roller skate backwards. Fuck you people. <laughs> Gotta laugh. Good for me. I'll take it. <laughs> um, so uh, I picked up a set. I'm doing the improv tomorrow night. It'll be over when this goes up. But, okay. Uh, an 11 o'clock Saturday night set. That's always good. Yeah. I yeah. Did, um, let's see. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a benefit for a school. Uh, tomorrow, and then I'm doing a Tammy Joe show at uh, the Comedy Store. I'm doing Bitch. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't done anything but the improv. Like, I'm not in with the Ice House anymore. I've never been in with the Laugh Factory. Um, nobody, uh, Adam had to tell me, you know, he was like, what? he never called in your avails. <laughs> and I was like, you are correct. Yeah. And so that so was there, the is there store. any way you can correct that? Well, I think I would have to, what I have to do is I have to concentrate. You know how I was worried that I didn't have any work? Yeah. I have a bunch of work. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. A bunch of people called me. And Yay. so So it's all good. Though some of the gigs, I have to, I can't, I don't know that I can do them. I, I might have to either ask for just some more money or, but I need the long sets mm-hmm. because the album's coming together. Wow. I'm pretty excited about it. And um, yeah. I think I was thinking about moving it up to March, but now I'm just like, no, no, I just, I need the long, yeah. I might start doing those Would afternoon sets over at the clubhouse. Yes, you should. Have you been listening to any more of yours? No. <laughs> okay. Um, Jackie, <laughs> Part- <I'm> sure. <laughs> Play with your hair. I keep going. <laughs> I keep thinking, well, I'm going to have this week and I'm sure I'll want to listen to it. <laughs> 
kidding me. This week I have off in February. I'm sure I'm going to want to listen to my material. I'm sure I'm going to want to do that during my I, I, daytime hours. I asked uh, I asked Amy Miller, if she, and I would pay her, to get rid of all of my tweets. So she erased all of my Twitter tweets. Oh, my God. Every couple of years I like to erase all my tweets. And you know when it is? Huh. It's when I look at how many followers I have. Yeah. And then exponentially how many fucking tweets I've done. Yeah. Like, I don't want there to be 300,000 of me going, hey, thanks. Right. Here's a show. Because I'm not saying anything particularly polarizing online. But I, so I was like, let's just start over. So I I don't have any, I have like nine tweets now. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Did you, do you worry you may have tweeted some jokes that? uh... Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I figure uh, it's much like love. It'll come back. I know. (laughs) You can't keep track of everything. Mm Mm-mm. Can't do it. Um, and I backed him up. You can you can download it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. When uh, when's the last time we talked? Like two weeks ago. Was yeah, I, had I gone ago. to New York? Uh, I believe so. You had done. Yeah. Oh, I just came back. Right. You had just got back. Okay, yeah. All right. That's. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, so I'm leaving on Wednesday for Indianapolis. You're in town all week, right? I'm in town for a while. Um, we have the Writers Guilds Award uh, oh, awards. Wow. We were nominated, so I'm nice. excited to lose, as we always do, <laughs> to right. a, one of the news comedy shows. Right, one of the news comedy <laughs> shows, but always um, fun. Yes, but it's a fun dinner to go to, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, and then uh, I'm maybe you'll be see at- Lindsay Buckingham. Oh my God. I just remember you interrupted my flow for that riff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I apologize. Allow me to figure out where we're at. We're at 40. We're at 40. You want to take another break and then restart your riff and I'll leave it? Yeah. Yeah. Might as well, right? Yes. We are so thrilled at your interest in attending Hieronymus Wiggenstaff's School for Heroism and Villainy. Wiggenstaff's beautiful campus boasts state-of-the-art facilities and instructors with real-world experience. We are also proud to say that our alumni have gone on to be professional heroes and villains in the most renowned kingdoms in the world. But of course, you are not applying to the main school, are you? You're applying for our sidekick and henchperson annex. You will still benefit from the school's amazing campus, and you'll have a lifetime of steady employment. Of course, there's no guarantee how long that lifetime will be. Join the McElroys as they return to Dungeons & Dragons with The Adventure Zone Graduation, every other Thursday on Maximum Fun, or wherever podcasts are found. All I was saying is I'm at the Sacramento Punchline. Yeah. February 14th through the 16th. That's a Friday through Sunday. It's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is on a Friday. Bring your lady. Bring to see your me fella. On yes. Yeah. Bring whatever you whatever you fuck to my yeah. show. That's <laughs> Man, really important. And if you, and how great would it be if you were in an open relationship? And so you were fucking lots of people. Yeah. Bring, bring all everybody. Of them. Yeah. Bring them all. Yeah. Bring the whole team. Um, it's a bringer show. Bring, bring her. Bring her. Get it? I'm not working Valentine's Day this year. Very glamorous. Oh, uh, my my niece's bat mitzvah. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to Minneapolis. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that, I will be in Minneapolis. I will You're be doing there. Acne? Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, I'm uh, flying out. I fly back really early on the 17th. Okay, I'm doing a Sunday show at Sacramento. Then I fly out on the back on the 17th. I think. I think there's school that day, or it might be pres. I forget if it's a holiday or not. Uh, 
if it is, I'm going to take my son to school. If not, we'll chill. Yeah. And then, uh, and then that afternoon, I go right back to the airport and fly out to um, Minneapolis and right. get there late. But then I'm Tuesday through Saturday. Um, oh, so you're chilling. going to get there on the Monday. Yes. That'll be nice because then you won't have to freaking uh, go right on stage yep. from a from a long day of travel. Yes, I haven't been able to do that for a long time. Every time I've worked Acme, it's been some kind of crazy flying work, tiny flying week. Work. Yeah. yeah. And it's like or Thursday, Friday, Saturday or something like that. And yeah. um, I haven't been able to do the full week there. And every time I'm there, I love Minneapolis. I love walking around that area. You know, Ryan's I love all living there shops. Ryan. Ryan, who did the editing on 45. Oh my God. Yeah. He's so, from Black Iris. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You saved my life on that one. Oh, I'm, oh good. He saved it. Uh huh. He's really good at what he does. Yes. Yeah. Black Iris Media. He's great. Yeah. He did uh, uh, Horcrux for me. He does. Oh, he's he's he knows comedy timing really well. Yeah. He's got really good sense of edit. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, so I am trying to put up these videos, these captioned videos on IG. I saw. And so I thought Are you hiring someone to do that for you. Yeah, Carmen Morales will edit, yeah. ed- edit the video for me. I could get it done for a nickel, but she could use the money and uh, whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, and plus I can, I can. So what I did was I looked at my 2003 Comedy uh, Central Presents. And right. If I told you the story, you have told me this story. Okay, then uh, I still haven't. It still hasn't finished. But the last 40 seconds wasn't on. The oh, the punchline to that the punch joke. Line of yeah. that joke. So and I'm still you. I'm still beside myself. But I got Patrick Brady, who does the audio for and video for um Dork Forest, to add that forty seconds onto the Comedy Central clip. Great. And then put a slug and then we can just now the my joke is finished. I could fix North Platte like that too if I wanted to, because they also cut the punchline yeah. out of that joke. Yeah. On my half hour. Yeah. Because it, we remember, forget. Now we can do whatever the fuck we want. Right. It's a golden age of doing whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. But why can't, so why can't I do anything? Exactly. Why am I sitting in a corner rocking going, uh, uh, someone help me release this album. Somebody do something. Yeah. yeah. Take it out of me. It, uh, they uh, will. If, uh, you, here's, here's someone who will, uh, they're, they're talking to me. I, what are they going to do? They're they're gonna oh yeah yeah me gonna, too yeah oh good but I mean I I have to I have to listen to it first right or you could let it go you know Bamford doesn't ever listen to it oh really yeah what do you mean she's like there it is do whatever you want with it I'm done but doesn't she go hey this joke I told better here than here nope not to my knowledge so she who who makes that decision the label. Mm-hmm. So, like, right now, she's working on her new hour, and she's doing those afternoons at the clubhouse. Right. I think I'm going to do those, just because... I would love to. Even if, if anybody could. shows up, um, maybe, essentially, just Jason Van Glass watching me run my hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but some yeah. people would come, and, uh, you know, I just, I just need to, if I run it enough, uh, and then try it out in the world... Mm-hmm. And then um, it'll it'll flow better because it's already flowing better. I mean, if you think about it, I've done probably thirty uh, hour long, you know, forty five to an hour long sets in the last month and a half, and it is tightened up significantly. That's great. Yeah, um, it's. I'm happy for you. It hurts to hear because I'm just in a very limited capacity. Well, because you're because you just finished yours. Well, and- yeah, but I mean, just of like. 
and turning over material. It's just, it's not going to happen at the same speed. And it hurts to hear right. people blistering through another hour. Why don't you gloat in the 200 extra dollars you're making at that one gig? You want to? It's a hundred. <laughs> See? <laughs> it's it mattered and uh, <laughs> you remembered oh my god i had another story i wonder what it was you got one um do i have a story do you have uh, any what do you any tale well, of stand-up comedy no but but like i am decide i've decided not to weigh in too much on the primary and right you know, it's so it's like it's so surreal to me that a, a stand up comic could now swing the election, you know, with Rogan endorsing oh, Sanders, right. which I just heard about. And it, and then there's all these people, uh, you know, everyone's got uh, everybody a very heartfelt opinion. Right. Well, here's the weird thing about because he. You know, the the defense I've heard about Joe Rogan backing Bernie Sanders and then Bernie Sanders using it in an ad. That's what I heard, that's what upset uh some people. people, a lot of people. That was that um you could have anyone endorse you, but when you grab it and use it as an ad, you're you you're endorsing as a politician, them. you're exactly. And um you know, Rogan has opinions that a lot of comics we know have and right. a lot of dudes we know have that right. are a little anti-trans and, you know, anti a couple other things. And, um, well, and the, hurts. Cause the, the riffing gets super dark and, and super mean sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's, but it's also it's, like, it, it's, you know, when it's just comics kind of bullshitting at the same time and like you and I, and, and it's, you know, Sometimes everyone's trying to outdo each other. Right, right. It, They're rushing, but it, it gets super seriously. But people do, they'll take, grab a clip of it and take it very seriously. Well, I mean, there's, there's all these, I mean, to not take comedy seriously anymore is almost impossible. Like, I think it started for me. I mean, you could say it started with Lenny Bruce, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could say it started with, um, Bill Hicks. Mm -hmm. And then, but think about Kinnison and Hicks, and then you move forward another generation. And I think it's um, like, uh, what, what, like Dice Clay. Mm -hmm. He filled Madison Square Garden mm -hmm. with people that he didn't like. <laughs> right? Right. So his family. Maybe, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. Well, suppose, I mean, that's what I've heard okay. is that he was like, one of the reasons he stopped doing the character oh. was because it was people were taking it super seriously. So when he's on stage now, he's not doing that character. I don't. I don't know anything. This is literally it's a time capsule of okay. information that I've got. Sadly, okay. And um, because I think he wanted the money. I mean, I don't know why of he course. would start doing it again, but the money is, right. I think, hand over fist, right? And so I think Jackie, that must be nice. That sort of Scrooge McDuck pile of money. I feel I bought I these pants in I, in Mill Valley. I bought these pants. Guess how much these pants are? Very expensive because they were in Mill Valley. Yeah, with me. Uh, are they like my shorts that I bought at the airport? My skorts that uh, <laughs> that I love skorts? so much. The, I've been wearing them for three days. These pants. I don't know what I don't understand the Scrooge McDuck reference, and you keep making it, and you won't stop. Uh, <laughs> you never saw Scrooge McDuck? No. It is a cartoon about uh, Donald Duck's grandfather, uh, and it's the Scrooge story. And Scrooge McDuck 
is uh, he's Scrooge essentially mm-hmm. uh, done with Donald Duck as Scrooge. Okay. So he's sitting in a pile of gold coins in a cartoon. You I can see, see it. it. You can picture it. Yes. There you go. Now you get the reference. Okay. But um, yeah, the fabulous, uh, the, the money is a draw, but there's literally a point where like, if you think about Louis CK's audiences now, I mean, they're not the same audiences he had before he admitted what he did, right? Right. He blocked the door. And so now it's just a bunch of guys who are like, he didn't do anything that bad. And you're like, do you know what he did? And he's like, no, I'm just sick of people being accused of shit. And well, you know, here's the thing, like, uh, I, uh, comics start talking. <laughs> like us? And then it gets, it can get kind of kooky, right? You know, people. It just gets super dark, and it gets competitive. Well, and it's it's early improv, and it gets macho, and, it, and it you're gets, show, you're throwing shit at the wall to see who can get shit to stick on the wall. Correct. You and know, but now, the, but whether thirty that's, years into stand up, but it, but it's also like it's weird because he's not a. I mean, he is a broadcaster, he's a podcaster, whatever. But he's not. He didn't come up like that. Like the people that that kind of came up and they wanted to be radio guys. That's a very different type of brain Mm -hmm. than a comic who kind of falls into podcasting Mm -hmm. and just is like, Oh, I can, you know, I can keep doing the standup, but in a different kind of in a different way. Like proops. Uh, well, he's, he yeah, but proves is a very different type of comic, right? It's of just course. extending your comic, your stand-up brain into an hour or a four-hour format. Did you ever or, see or Rogan's long set when he was doing stand-up? Um, is he still doing stand-up? Yeah, he does stand-up. But I'm saying it's it's it without, the media is treating him like he's Rush Limbaugh in a way, in, or Howard Stern, right? Be, and he actually he's more he, like Howard Stern. Well, no, Stern came, Stern isn't a stand-up, and he came up through radio. His dad's okay. a radio guy, and Rogan is a comic and a comic who fell who, into radio. Essentially. Exactly. Okay. So it they come from different places, but everyone's treating Rogan like Stern. Kind of like Stern or or another any sort of other, you know, right wing radio guy. Well but they're, he's very different. He's and more like Stern than he's like Rush. Because he's going maybe for laughs. output now. Yes. Well, because because Stern always but went Stern for laughs. Is, uh, he's and always not doing went for shots now. Stuff. No, no, but back in the, but the, but Rogan has only been doing his podcast for what ten years. I know, but I'm just I'm saying the way way he's like he was trending on Twitter all day, and the way people are reacting to him being, you know, someone that Bernie kind of you know retweeted. It's like he, he you he's still a comic. He didn't he he <laughs> put, he didn't retweet him. He put him in the app. Right, no, right I know. I but mean, what he, I'm saying, the, there was production value. I got. I, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's not. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's he's not. It's not the same as um, you think he should be. You, well, how do you want him to be treated? I, I don't know, but I it, when I there's a lot of people I follow on Twitter that aren't into comedy. They're they're activists, and they treat Rogan as if he is a radio and he's almost a news guy. You know, like a lazy or kind of like a sloppy a news talking guy, head guy, as as opposed to a stand up who has a podcast. And it's so it's very weird to me because I like I agree with them on some things, then I'm like. You know, I don't know. But they treated Marin like that, too, when he supported Obama. Um, Like, I mean, the thing is, is he not only had Obama on the show. Right. And I think Rogan has had Bernie on the show. Yeah. And, but I just, I don't, I, they are very different comics. Mark Marin, Greg Proops, 
and Joe Rogan are very, but they're all the same age. Yeah. They're the same generation as we are even. And, um, I'm not, what I'm talking about is people on Twitter treating, treating Rogan like it's almost like, uh, but they treat Marin like wait, that Wait, let too. me finish this sentence but though. I, but I got what you said. I don't think you do. What do you think I'm not, what do you think I'm saying? I don't know. I'm already tired. <laughs> well, no, because I, because you want, but I think you want me to agree with you, but no, I don't. But I, no, I, I feel like I, there's maybe you and I don't follow a lot of the same people on Twitter, but the people I'm following on Twitter, there's like a certain activist group. Yeah. Uh, and they're, they're, they're mad. They're but, mad. It's something that I don't think it is as important as they think it is. Okay, so you don't, th- so you I don't, don't think it's as effect. It's, it, it's not really going to matter that Joe Rogan backs Bernie Sanders oh, or no, that it, Bernie Sanders it, backs it could Joe ma- Rogan. Yes, it could matter a lot. Okay. It could swing just enough votes in just enough key states. To, to matter. To matter. Um, it's, it's just, I don't know, when I'm a comic and I, this other person's, even, I don't know Joe Rogan. Right. But I mean, I, I feel. I feel like you're defending Joe Rogan because he's a comic, but not maybe. because of what he's, he is. But, but I also think like if it's, uh, if it's just a regular radio host, you know, Mark Levin or something going off, it's a different person doing that than a comic who's just sort of rambling. You know? I think you're defending him as a comic, not as Joe Rogan. Like you're just like if 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 a comic can be judged like this, then any of us can go. No, 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 no. no? It's not being judged. It's being the the fear of his influence to me is is overstated, perhaps. Because I think that his influence is very great among a certain pile of haircuts who might not vote. Anyway. Right, but maybe but, he's going to get them to vote, and that yes. might not be bad. I mean, Bernie Sanders as president. It will be ineffective, but he might be able to roll back some of the things that have happened. Like right. he won't get anything done. Well, but he won't be dude, worse. Let, who knows? Let's not. No, even, I know. I know <laughs> that Bernie Sanders <laughs> will be better than Donald Trump. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. no, no. I'm I mean, completely. I'm, I'm what, I mean, what what Bernie would be versus Warren. Uh, that seems. No, like I'm not talking about Warren podcast. or Kamala okay. or or okay. gig or whatever. Buddha Judge. I'm not talking about. And if if he can get Bernie Sanders elected over Donald Trump, mm-hmm. yay! Yeah. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, but it's uh. But it the things that Joe Rogan does say, I feel weird condemning Joe Rogan, and and I wouldn't feel weird condemning Marin? Mark Levin. No, not Marin. Mark Levin or Rush Limbaugh for saying the same things because I feel like they. How uh, about Howard Stern? Because that's more of a gray area. Because he's not a comic, but he's also not, um, he's not just a, he's a button pusher, but I don't I, think I of put Howard him, Stern. I put him in the Rush Limbaugh category, Stern. Stern would? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think that any, I mean, anybody that has that, that big of a following as a podcaster and as a comic, just the kind of jokes that I've seen have been clipped, right? right? And they're out of context. That's another thing. That's another problem. When someone's doing a three-hour podcast and you grab a tiny portion of it. Who is doing a three? Uh, th- a that's, lot of people. And that's the but, first problem. Yes. that it, it really is a problem. <laughs> yeah. It really is. You do need, you need a, 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 a hard out. 
And out. I and and more than ever, we need an audience <laughs> to tell us, ooh, that one's not funny. Right. 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 It'd be but, great if he was doing a live show. But that's not what's happening. And he's in a people studio. People are making tons of money doing whatever they're doing. So yep. that's fine. So, but but. Uh, uh, What's going to happen as a result of that is there's going to be clippable moments because you're you you're just three gonna, hours you're, you're going to dive into certain parts of your brain mm-hmm. and you've got a, t- a lot of time to kill and it's not being edited out because right. the exploration of the brain is the apparently the the. Uh, the they're thing not doing we all da- worship. They're not you know? doing Dana Gould's podcast, which has more production value than many television shows. Oh my god! There's a lot of editing. Yeah, and but the I know that um, the kind of comedy that he does just isn't necessarily always for me. The stuff I've seen, but, yeah, but yeah. I haven't seen him do comedy in 15 years, mm. so I don't know. And he used to do this sort of, you know. Hey, I'm a, I'm a good looking uh, fist of a kid, you know, like he's, <laughs> he was, he's kind of a tough guy. Mm-hmm. He had the, like this tough guy thing. And, and it was, and it was the, a lot of guys were doing comedy like that, where it was just about, you know, bitches and, and, and his wife and other yeah. people's, I mean, there was a lot of that. It's sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it is not. Right. Uh, and sometimes, and the, he, some of his fans, what I've been told, lean towards the the meaner, the better, you know? And I've, I've never been a fan of mean comedy. That doesn't mean that people don't love it. Well, I like good jokes. Like, Jezelneck, I love. Jezelneck's amazing. Yeah. And super fucking mean. Very mean. Right. But so, but if they're but good different. jokes, who cares? But, 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 but the difference is that the meanness isn't... I'm going to say something that isn't entirely true. The meanness Mm -hmm. isn't entirely just to be mean. Mm Because Jesselnick will write, you'll get a joke that you're like, dude, you purposefully wrote the meanest. But the meanest, funniest joke. Yes, yes, yeah. And there's something, it's it's what I've said before about Stanhope, is that there doesn't, it doesn't seem to come from malice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't seem to come from a hatred of it. It comes from a love of the language Mm-hmm. Some with Jesselnik, I think, mm-hmm. and with, oh yeah, right. and, and with Stanhope, it seems to come from a love of the insanity mm-hmm. of people's lives. Right, there's yeah. an addiction to the chaos of right the crowd. Yes, how much time have we done? We have another thirty seconds. Okay, so what would you like to tell people going forth? Um, I'll be at the punchline <laughs> in Sacramento. I'll be at the Indiana Helium in Indiana. That's good enough, right? MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported